are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. We're in Jeremiah, and the truth is I'll be there tonight as well, different texts. I love the book of Jeremiah, and uh, I don't know how much, I don't really believe I'll speak about, in fact, I know I won't speak about this condition we're facing worldwide with this virus, but I do want to speak directly to you as God has been speaking to me. And I can stand before you today and tell you that God has been speaking to me. Some things I cannot comprehend yet. I, I don't understand it all, but I'm listening. And God sends people into my life, and he has. He sent some into my life. They don't even know it this week, and they said something. God, God was using them because I had been praying about this situation and this situation. And they came and in some cases not even asked. They just gave me a recommendation on something. Now I had to take a notice. God, are you speaking to me? God has been speaking. I, I can guarantee it, these pastors that are up here, and we have a few pastors scattered here today in the auditorium, I guarantee it, they could tell you that God has been speaking to them. I wanna hearken to the voice of God. God wants to speak to you, dear friend. Those that are watching all over the globe right now, God wants to speak to you. Don't make God speak to you like you want him to speak to you. Let God, allow God to speak to you as he wants to speak to you. The uh, choir sang this morning, page 399 in her book, he still speaks. I know his voice. And I can tell you in the midst of all all this shut in, 90% of the school kids in the world are not in school. He still speaks. He still speaks. Today I want to have a word of prayer that I ask that God will use this in your life like he has been using it for me this week. Father, may we not force what we think is your will, what we want. May we listen to your will. May we be very sensitive. And I pray that men and women of God will be molded in these days that we might be a people that is sensitive to the voice of God For I ask this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. Not long ago, a preacher that I don't even know, God bless him, I I love the preachers, I thank God for you. Thank God for you guys and men men of God that are preaching online and we're pulling for you, it's wonderful. But I would say this, I didn't know this preacher, but he, he called and he was asking some advice about a situation that I know about. You know, as he spoke to me, he did the speaking, and I'm not criticizing the man. I just use it for an illustration. He, he spoke, and he wanted my advice, but I never gave it. I never even hinted at the advice. I didn't even, even suggested any advice, and he kept talking. And the more he talked, the more he was convincing himself what he thought I was gonna say, but it was just basically like, mm-hmm, I see, all right. Uh-huh, that's okay, uh, not okay. I just, you know, just things of that nature. And after a lengthy conversation, he said, well, I appreciate your insight on this matter. I honestly, God knows it's true. 
I, I didn't have the insight on them. I, I had insight, but I didn't give them the insight on the matter. And I said, I feel more comfortable about this decision now. I think if we're not careful, we do that with God. So oftentimes you are looking at a man that's forced the hand of God because I, I wanted something so bad. I, I just, this is it, this is it, this is it. My dear father-in-law, 57 years in the ministry of the same church, and he's 95 next month, and I think, Lord willing, I hope he's listening right now, that man would drive me crazy when I worked for him almost 50 years ago because he believed on waiting on God. He believed on praying, and he believed on being patient. I tell you what, I found, I said this on the radio not long ago, I found so many beautiful pieces of property that he should have bought, and every time, well, we'll just consider that, Jack. And I thought, what are we considering? Go get it! I came to California then, about 46 years ago, and um, about a year or two later or so, he called and said, Jack, we found the property. It wasn't the property I had. Those would have been okay properties but it was the perfect property. God wants to speak to you. And I want you to know that as we're talking today about God speaking in this text, thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord, forgive me for tying my shoe for some reason. I keep on tying my shoes in this pulpit, but we'll get to it right here. Thus saith the Lord. That means God is speaking. Thus saith the Lord. I'm speaking to you. And he's speaking to Jeremiah. Go stand in the court of the house and speak. I speak to you, now you go speak for me. And verse three, and if they will hearken, if they'll listen. But most of the time, we as God's people, it seems like we don't listen. Children have that problem. I certainly did once in a while with my parents. My mother always made sure she got my eye. My wife taught me that especially. My wife would say to our kids, if I don't have your eyes, I don't have your ears. Look right, look, 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 mother in the face. If they will hearken and turn, that's a key word in, in the book of Jeremiah, turn or return, from his evil way, that he may repent of the, uh, of the evil which I purpose to do to them because of the evil of their doings. And thou shalt say unto them, thus saith the Lord. Say it to me with this next statement. Ready, begin. If ye will not hearken to me. If you don't listen to me. God saying through Jeremiah, if you don't listen to me, look at verse five, to hearken to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I send unto you rising early and sending them, but ye have not, there it is again, hearken. These men have been videotaping for college classes and school classes and they've been on the radio and they've been preaching and they've been uh, sending out uh, all these different ways of talking to people. God is gonna use these men of God to speak to your heart. He will use them and God will use the word of God. And he said, if you don't listen, then I will make this house like Shiloh. Verse number eight, and it came to pass when Jeremiah had made an end of speaking, who was he speaking for? God. That the Lord commanded him to speak unto all the people. I want you to go back, if you will, just want you to see a, another text. Go to chapter seven, please. If you're at home, would you turn there with your family? Chapter number seven. And in chapter number seven, and I have so much scripture I wish I could get to, but I don't know if it's awkward with you at home there to, uh, to try to stay along. So let me just take chapter seven 
for a moment. Look in chapter seven, verse one. God says uh, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. God was speaking to Jeremiah. Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there the word and say, hear. There's that word, listen, hearken, hearken, listen to me. Notice what he says in verse number uh, four. Trust ye not in lying words, saying the temple of the Lord, the temple Lord uh, of the Lord is these. And he said to mend your ways. And he begins to tell him all these things, verse number, verse number 13. And because ye have done all these works, saith the Lord, and I spake unto you, God said, through Jeremiah, I spake unto you, rising early and speaking, but ye answered not. Verse 16, therefore pray not for these the people, neither lift up a cry for their prayer to them, neither make intercession to me, for I will not hear thee. How about verse 24? God says in 23, obey my voice. Verse 24, but they hearkened not, they did not listen to my speaking. And they did not incline their ear to walk in the counsels of the, but in, in, in the imagination of the evil heart, they went backward. Verse 26, they hearkened not unto me. They inclined not their ear, but hardened their neck. Verse 27, therefore thou shalt speak all these words unto them, but they will not hearken. They shall call, thou shalt also call unto them, but they will not answer. Look at one more, verse number 28. Thou shalt say to them that this is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord. And I'd have to come to our nation right now and say, uh, nation, uh, America right now in particular, are we listening to God's voice? I know we're listening to TV. I know we're listening to the news. I know we're hearing the news, but are we listening to God? America, this is the time to get your ear tuned into God. Man of God, preachers of God, this is the time to get your ears open. Unstop the ears and say, God, speak to me. We're not careful, we'll complain about it, all this that God has done. God has deliberately shut us up. As God shut Noah in that ark for a year and shut him up, God has shut you up. God has shut me up. We're shut in our homes. We're shut in our places. The, 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 the traffic is no traffic. The streets are empty. The shops are closed. And God has you at home because he wants to speak to you. What's God saying? I say today, God is always going to speak. But I'd like to ask you this question. One, are you listening? He still speaks. I know his voice. Are you listening? Two, by way of introduction, and I won't be lengthy today, but by introduction. Secondly, we've already made up our minds before we listen to God at times. Achan already made up his mind. Gehazi already made up his mind. Goliath made up his mind, though God wanted to speak to him, I'm sure. Balaam, Balaam made up his mind. Micah made up his mind. The priest, I, I want this new clothes and I want to, all, they, they made their mind up. 
Sometimes we say, now God, speak to me. Okay, I think you want me to do this. We've not even waited on God. Wait on God, Psalm 27, 14, wait on the Lord. And again, I say, wait, slow down, be patient. Yeah, but I don't like what God is doing. I wonder how much our Lord liked that 40 days in the wilderness. But before he had a public ministry, that the Bible says in Mark chapter three, before he had a public ministry, he had a private wilderness like Elijah did. And like Moses did on Mount Sinai, God is driving you somewhere in solitude so he can speak to your heart. And God, I hate it, I hate this cabin fever. Now I say, I understand. Because God created us as social beings. God saw he created all this so beautifully, but he needed man to fellowship with. And then God created man and he said, Adam, it's not good that you're alone. I'm gonna make you a wife, I'll make you a helpmate. And then mama had children that were created for her. And God's given us the New Testament local church in Acts chapter two, it was one place where it's a place of fellowship. I love this church here because when you close the door, when you close the service, particularly on a Sunday night, but other times as well, people hang around, go home! But I like it that you don't go home because you are home. This is church. This is where your friends are. This is where your life is buried. This is where your treasures are buried. And so I could say, secondly, sometimes we've already have our minds made up. And then sometimes, thirdly, by introduction, I'll say this. We're listening to the wrong source. I challenge the people of God these days, be very careful of all the internet you're listening to. Be careful of it. There are scoffers, there are scorners. And if this is like any Sunday, there are people that are watching now, not to be blessed of God, but to evaluate and to write about it and to give their opinion. God bless you if that's what God's called you to do. I don't think so. He that walketh of the wise men shall be wise, a companion of fools shall be destroyed. He that goeth to wise websites shall be wise, but he that goeth to foolish websites shall be foolish. That's the 2020 edition. Blessed is a man that walketh not with the social media that's ungodly, nor stands in the way of the ungodly sinners on the social media, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Be careful these days what voice you're listening to. How does God speak today? How does God speak in Jeremiah's day? He kept giving Jeremiah the message and Jeremiah gave it to the people, but they wouldn't listen. How does God speak? Well, he said in these last days, he's chosen the foolishness of preaching. Hath in these times, Titus tells us, manifested his word through preaching. That's why this is so important. I thank God for Bible study and I think God can speak to us through Bible study, but don't ever forget that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching. The Greek word keruk, to lift your voice, to herald, to declare with authority. A preacher ought to take a strong conviction and stand on thus saith the Lord. I don't see Jeremiah just sitting down and say, well, let's, let's sort of talk about this together. What do you think? What, what, what do you think about this text? What do you think about this text? God says there's not a lot of teachers, not many teachers. That's why we don't do Sunday school like that around here. I don't want people giving a voice that are not called of God to teach. 
And the same thing is true if we're not careful. We start giving our opinions. If you want to, I know we don't have uh, the, the March basketball um, thing, but March Madness and the bracket. I don't know. I, I know sports. <laughs> You're looking at a great athlete. I remember when I trained number 33, Michael Jordan. I had a lot of hard times training him how to bounce the ball right, but he's learning to dribble. I, things are great, man. I, I've trained so many professional athletes. It's just been a wonderful journey. Thank you, fellas. March Madness, I understand basketball. I understand baseball. I understand football. I do not understand soccer, and I do not understand hockey, uh, but I guess when you cut me, I bleed American. How'd you like that, Brother Flood? You like hockey, don't you? He's good at it too. May I say this? I don't know how to make a bracket for March Madness, but I do know how to tell you how to get something from this book. And I'm not going to try to tell you how to get your bracket set. I know we're not having that this year. I'd say God uses the fool, God uses what he calls the foolishness of preaching. He speaks to us through preaching. I hope that God's speaking to you right now. I pray today that you're a young boy sitting on the, on the couch by their mothers and dads and God is speaking about preaching the word of God. Can you imagine worldwide if we had a thousand boys surrendered to preach today and God could turn this curse of the virus into a great blessing to release a thousand young boys five or 10 years from now that'll go out and preach the word of God. God has chosen his word. Secondly, he speaks to us through his word. Read the Bible. When you're seeking the will of God, just read large portions of the Bible. And don't be reading it for one verse. Just be reading the Bible and watch how God will speak to you. God will speak to us, number three, by the Holy Spirit of God. That still, small voice and he'll speak to your heart. He speaks to me, I tell you, throughout the day, I have one of these witty tongues. I have an answer for everybody. I just, I just, I, I know there's a friend of mine on this platform that's that way too. Um, he's always telling me, you need a haircut, Pastor. And guess what? There's nothing open. Pretty soon, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let my hair grow long and I'll braid it up on top. That would be a miracle. But you know, I have, I, I, I have to, in the whole, I'll say throughout the day, Lord, guard my tongue. Because I want to say something. And most of the time when God says, don't say anything. I've learned, I'm learning, I've learned to hold my tongue. I'm not saying you cannot have fun. I'm not saying you cannot tease. I'm just saying this, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Don't go there. Don't, don't watch that. Don't say that. Don't, don't, don't involve yourself in this. I promise you the Holy Spirit of God speaks to us. I promise you his word speaks to us. His preaching speaks to us. Titus chapter two, godly saints speak to us. If I could turn around and speak to all these men, they all could give a man in their life, a Sunday school teacher, an aged man in the church, somebody that they know along the pathway of life, a godly man, maybe some preacher in their life or some lady, some godly woman, that that lady, that man, that couple, the, those, those people, they guided me. They guided me on the pathway of life. Are you allowing someone that's wiser than you, that's gone down a pathway of life with you, Titus chapter two, agent woman, agent man, and that God could use them so the spirit of God, as God was using uh, Jeremiah to speak to those people. He had a 62, he had a 42-year 40, ministry. 
Do you think that Isaiah, Jeremiah, 162, 141 years ministry, do you think that, that God was using those men to speak? He was. May I say that, number four, God, this is the first one people go to all the time because this one, they think it's them, the peace of God. Well, I got peace about this. Even when I was in college, this happened, it still happens today. Ralph is dating Betty. Those are older names, so I don't think we have them in the school. But Ralph dates Betty. Ralph sees Betty's girlfriend, and she is what Ralph wants. And he's trying to figure out how to dump Betty off so he can get to Gazelda. Are you following where I'm at on this? And Ralph one day comes to Betty. He goes, God's just been speaking to me. God just not giving me peace about our relationship anymore. And Ralph breaks up with Betty two days later. He's with Gazelda. God led him. I don't know about all that stuff. If we're not careful, we, we, we force the peace of God. Oh, this is the peace of God. Number next, the will of God. God has a purpose. Let someone else help you find your purpose in life. That's why they laid hands suddenly on no man. Because that church was to say, this, this man has this gift, this man has this calling. He's exercising it right now. If you want to do something else for God and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing here, I've had 44 years here. I'm walking around too much. Sorry, fellas. 44 years here. I've had so many surrendered preach and I thank God for so many out preaching. But I've had people surrender to preach that in 52 weeks out of the year, they haven't been soul winning 10 times. Prayer meetings, they haven't been at prayer meetings 10 times. They haven't fasted a meal. I'm thinking, son, God's not calling you to preach. And then we get spiritual. I'm, I'm selling my house. I'm selling my car. I'm selling my business. I'm selling all this. Get it up to God. Yep, but you're going somewhere where you should not go, son. Getting quiet in here now. I mean, I could get an amen out of somebody if they were here, I guess, but no one's here but these fellows here. You know how else God speaks to us? Number seven, through our heritage. I don't want to do anything opposite of the heritage that God gave me. I believe in that fifth commandment. Honor thy father and thy mother. My parents are both gone. They're dead, they're in heaven, they passed away, they're laid to rest in a cemetery. But I see their picture every day, and I don't want to, Brother Bertram, and I know you are the same way, I don't want to make decisions, and I don't want to do things in life that are contrary to the heritage that my mother and my father and my grandparents passed down to me, and we passed down to our kids. I, I believe in heritage. I believe in second and third and fourth generations, Isaac, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. I believe that's through the word of God. And I don't want to do anything, you four kids that sang today, God bless you, your adults now, all of you. God has given you a great mother and dad. I remember the day they got married. I remember when your dad particularly got saved and when he got saved, in fact, I saw his name in my Bible to Jeremiah this week because he gave me a verse years ago in another Bible, how that were written on the palms of God's hands. And I had written in all the Bibles ever since then, Chuck Flood. 
And I remember your dad gave me that verse as a young Christian. He goes, I have eternal security. I'm written in the palm of God's hand. And your sweet mother, I remember her as a young lady and growing up. And then you kids came along. God bless you. I'm so proud. I can't be more proud. And then you have before them are their, are their parents, grandparents. And it's been passed down. Oh, how we thank God for it. And I want to say there's such a drive and such a push to move things. And we found something new. Don't you think every generation finds something new? I want the will of God, but I don't want the will of God that I determine this is the will of God, but it would bring grief and pain to my parents and my grandparents or bring grief and pain eventually to my Savior. We're out of time, and I see we're out of time. We have that song. It's in our hymn book written in the 1800s, page 70. Open mine ears and let me hear. Open mine eyes, let me see. Open my ears. I want my ears to be open to God. I can tell you, my office is so cold in the early morning hours. And it's really, you walk in there, it's not the same. There's no buzz of the noise of students opening doors and walking around eventually. I can hear every day when they're getting out of chapel, I can hear it. I go to the other property and it's just, there's nothing happening. No one's there. I don't like it. I don't, I don't enjoy that part of it. We're not turning the heaters on. We're not going to turn the air conditioners on. We're just, we're just sort of here, the few of us that are here. But I can't tell you that God's been speaking to me. He's been speaking to me. I'm not really working on the calendar because I don't know what the calendar holds. I don't know. They say originally I'm going to have Easter Sunday back in, but, you know, I don't know, and I can see us maybe not having Easter Sunday. I don't know, but I'm not, but I just know that we're making plans. When it happens, we are going to have Easter, and when it happens, we're having another special day as you all come back. I, I know when it happens, I know when it happens, this choir, Brother Reamers, is going to be packed, and the singers are going to sing, and the orchestra is going to, and this place will be jam-packed with people, and there's going to be a great day. I don't know when it will be, but I do know that God is speaking to me in my heart. I know he speaks to me in my car. I know he's been speaking to me at home. I know he's been speaking to me through the night hours and the midnight hour. God's been speaking to Jack Traber. And I wonder sometimes how many times I've missed it. He still speaks. I know his voice. I love that song, Brother Martinez. And he walks with me. And he talks with me. He talks with me. Has God talked to you? Ere you left your room this morning, did you talk to him? My dear friends, I, 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 I can't imagine really what you're going through. I think of mothers and dads that you're working from home and now you're homeschooling. I know you have our videos and I know you're doing all that. You're, you're emailing teachers and whatever you call it, face together with teachers and students and they're seeing one another. And that's so wonderful. I know those faculty members and professors both have just worked so diligently. But I imagine the huge load that's on mama and undoubtedly dad. And you're trying to work from home. I had to call the hospital about something this week, nothing, no sickness, just I had to call them. And I eventually got transferred to a lady and I said, where, where are you at? She said, I'm in Maryland. I said, well, God bless you. Are you at work? She goes, well, I'm at home working. 
Then we talked for a little bit. And I got to thinking, that sweet lady, she is probably doing the work and doing the cooking and doing the laundry and doing the homeschool. She was a younger voice. You could tell what a heavy load you carry. But God still wants to speak to you. You're going to see your children in a new light. You're going to see that we need to work on this area or we need to work on this area or I need to encourage more or I need to back off a little bit in this area. I need to put a little bit more onto this area. God's going to speak to you about your marriage. I don't know if this is true, but someone said in crises like this, divorce is going to go up. I hope not. I hope, I hope that you'll let God speak to your heart to love that lady or that man more than ever because he's still going to speak. I think of that song that we play in the invitation. I'll close my Bible to give you hope. I can hear my Savior calling. I can hear my Savior calling. A lot of things in life I don't know like you folks know. I pastor probably the most intelligent area in the world, the Silicon Valley. My people have never made me feel ignorant, but I don't know anything about their jobs. I don't know anything about chips and upload, download. I try to figure out the difference. I can't keep it all straight. We're on preachers, you're sending me YouTubes. My phone doesn't get YouTubes. And you say, do you like that YouTube? And I have to take the time to answer you back and say, I don't get it. And, they, and I've had them say, well, then get together with your men and have them fix your phone and show you how to do it. I don't want them. I, I work with such incredible, pastors, such incredible people. These men, the few men that are here, ladies, just, they're amazing. I wonder sometimes they must get weary with me. But you know what I want to know for them? I want to know that he's speaking to me. A man talked to me this week, and what he said to me was counseling me. And it brought grief to my heart. Not that he was sinning or I was sinning. It's just some of the things he said. And it wasn't about fundamentalism, about Christianity. It's a good Christian man. But he's giving me advice. But I'm going to listen because I think God sent in my life. And God's going to send you the word of God and the singing of the saints of God and the preaching of the word of God. And he's going to send you seasoned people. And he's going to have the Holy Spirit of God say, no, don't. And when God, through the Holy Spirit, says, no, don't, then I can advise you. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.